This is JFM Podcast. In the speech yesterday, the president of Nigeria, President Bola Ahmed Tinubu, reassured Nigerians and everyone in the country of his government's commitment to ensure that we are able to deal with the economic hardship. He also made mention of his commitment to ensure that students, in addition to everyday Nigerians, are able to deal with the hardship we currently are going through. On the show this morning on Let's Talk, we'll be talking about the president's speech and his plan for education. Is it possible that Nigeria, from the way it is, with the economic situation we currently are going through, can deal, can federal universities, institutions, generate their own force to sustain themselves? On Let's Talk This Morning, my name is Emika Umesi. Andrea, welcome. I'm not alone in the studio. I have Abigail Seaman with me. Abigail, good morning. Good morning. I know that I'm on the other side of the... Oh, oh, yeah, I'm on the other side, but hey, it's a good morning for us to discuss um, the president's speech. A lot of people have mixed reactions to it. A lot of people have said, um, yeah, this probably, I'm going to say, put it like you put it, he has a very, very good writer who has probably written that, that well, speech beyond, for Beyond him. the writer. Beyond it's the okay writer. to give the president's... Mm commendations for his I won't say proactiveness because this is not proactive, it was reactiveness to the things Yes, his quick response, even though yes, a lot of people thought that he should have made this speech longer than now but we, as we say have bread is better than none It's not have bread, it's like three quarter of a loaf right now Whatever time he showed up to address Nigerians, no better time than now because um, a lot of agitations are out there, a lot of people are wondering what, 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 when they wake up what would they see tomorrow, they never can tell a lot of Nigerians are just, you know, what, just tired and hoping that things just get better at the end of the day. And we're hoping and we're trying to stay up, um, actually optimistic that things will get better at the end of the day. With um, what the president has said, that um, he'll give out um, $75 billion, um, from July, starting from, yes. It's from August, basically. Let's just say August to that of June 20 or May 2024, um, giving 75 um, manufacturing enterprises the $75 billion to be able to, you know, boost productivity and boost economic growth and um, one, one would wonder or say okay fine you're giving 75 manufacturing enterprises and do you know who they are are you how are you authenticating their how authentic they are for for the disbursement of this uh, money and how then can you say that they would pay back because you're giving them a 16 months period to pay back we pay this loan 16 months is like what that's a lot that's a lot but at the same time 12 months, how, 12 how? months in a year 24 in two years mm. 48 in four years. Mm-hmm. 
So the president's probably like three, like six, seven years. Six, to, seven years. So probably when he's leaving office and then, as you can tell, they will wrap it up and never be able to account for it. No, because that's, everybody that's, is going. No, it's, it, I believe the president's, president's move is very positive for us. Mm, no. I, 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 want, I want to just say, okay, because sometimes when I want to talk about um, eh, the positivity of the government, I'm but you, you, really you can't, to... you can't force, you can't fault the president for being this positive he has rolled out plans he said these are the monies i'm going to use for this for that hey what else do you want him to do he has told you what he's going to for example he said mm. palliative so i'll use 200 of that money for for farmers you know you remember he had called a state think, of emergency I think, I think on nigeria when we, when we come before. out with such beautiful grandeur plans one of the things is that we forget reality on ground okay, what's the reality reality of ground is that we have a government which we all know have the problem of what we call sustainability. They don't know how to sustain some of these plants. But it's a new fantastic, fantastic but it's ideas. A new it's a new government, but it's the same people. It's a new government, the same people. So how are we sure that these plants will be sustainable? How are we sure that mm. I come even after the so-called 60 months? we would be able to clap our hands and say, you know what, this government has done well. And even saying, okay, you're banning universities from increasing tuition fees. He's not banning them. Just saying we should calm down first. Oh, how then? How then? <laughs> how then? What, what else? What other measures are you putting in place? The student loans, how students be able to repay back? Some of these, there are questions that are beckoning for answers. Well, I'm sure that the cost of the show will have answers to those questions. Yes, we will have answers to, to the these show. questions. Good morning. We have with us Professor Unamdi Aduba and Dr. Oyongo Phillips. Good morning, sirs. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So um, I'm going to morning, start with Prof. Professor Aduba because he's the one in the educational sector. He has um, consistently spoken up about Nigeria's very terrible educational system. Um, Professor, the, the president said yesterday that he has put measures. One of them is that the planned increase of school fees by tertiary institutions should be halted. He also made mention of provision of buses for students to help mitigate against current economic hardship. And he also said that he has, he's, he's speaking to institutions to ensure that the access to those loans, the student loans that he had preferred as a solution to education is gotten easily. From his speech yesterday, how optimistic are you that all of these things he said will happen? And um, the fact that he said he's going to provide bosses, is it feasible or is he just mere presidential talk to give us hope? Well, let me say, Mecca, that I'm really surprised at you this morning, the way you were responding to uh, Abigail. It's quite shocking, uh, right? Danny, it was not quite shocking. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't know what has come over you. All <laughs> uh, the same. You see, Abigail is on the right track. We have thank not you, had you, governments that have been honest and sincere with us. So when you say you are rolling out buses, where are the buses? Have you seen one? You say you are going to give out loans to people. Who are those you are going to give loans to? We don't know them yet. You say the payment rate is going to be 60 months. Abigail responded. You see, on your way out, they will start paying. He said, because it's where they say talk is cheap. It's easy to say these things. How many months have you been now? Two months. Two months. One would have thought that these strategies that had just come, master of the politics. Listen, producing ministers only at the last day, you get us the type of ministers we have. It's not inspiring. The same people with entitlement mentality, that is what you have. Now you are talking about students. 
you know, I've been in the business. I've been in the business. This is my 44 years as a teacher in the university. And if I tell you the, what the students are going through now, you go to our university now for about a week now, there is no light. Yes. There is no light. Students have started stealing. The One was caught with, with, with uh, bulbs. Another one was caught with uh, uh, cables and the rest. So pilfering. And I know when things were so difficult in the university, listen, there was a time students were, they were stealing the fans. They were even stealing the, 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 the uh, toilet seats. When they get desperate. So now you have a government now. This is the second month now. What are you going to do for students? First of all, you say the student loan. It was not properly thought out. You think, you thing, think the loan was a bad I, idea? I give, one thing I give credit to them is that they listened. It's no question of being a bad idea. It's a question of you are going to give somebody's loan that he's going to pay back. And people who didn't even have loan don't have work. What, 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 what are we see, It's as if somebody is just playing on our psyche. We need jobs for these students as they are coming out. Then these students, they need to be properly trained to be marketable. So it's no question of, I'll give you money. Okay, you give me 500000 Universities should hold on on the raising of charges. And now they come. Water had gone up. Um, electricity had gone up. Clearing of the environment. By the time you keep the university clean, last time I was in a Adelike University, it was small private university. It was costing almost five million on a monthly basis to keep the environment clean. That's what we are talking about. So when you give the student that loan, because I'm just smiling, then you bring the buses. You know, I like, I think it was uh, Bismarck Rimani that was giving an example. He, he said, it's like the cost of gas had gone down, but the prices of food had gone up. So you needed food to, 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 to you needed food to cook. Yeah. So now the students, now you say you want to relieve them on one hand, the universities are going to be charging them, and then they are supposed to get a job when they are poorly trained, I would have expected that this money you are going to put into buses, you said, we are going to put it in the university system to revamp, if you see the decay in the university system, you won't believe it. You come to some classrooms that people, people 20 years ago, there's not been any expansion. Yeah. All you see there is, they were... Okay, like myself, I started with 150 students and now you're having 320 students. Same class. In a, in a class. Yeah. I had my final year students, sorry to say this in here. The quality, my students that are doing a project, I had six of them. Only one did its decent project. The other five just went and copied somebody's work and then just put it for you there. Is it the type of people you are going to, is it the type of people you are going to employ? So, what of those who are teaching them? Because you're not talking about, oh, this industry, this industry, this industry, this industry. What of the capacity of the people themselves purchasing power? If the, I, I was just coming here, you know, last month or so I was here. I checked the, 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 the minutes it took me, the time it took me from my house on the campus to this place. Almost 15 minutes. Today, 15 minutes. So you're talking about, I will roll out this. Has anything changed in the last one month? 
When you look around, it's not a question of talking. I know your pains. What pains do you know? Go on the streets and see that people are still hopeless. Things are still not happening. If they are going to happen, they're happening too slow. Is it when they die that we are going to give this this, this subsidy, the palliatives? And I must tell you, the explanation he gave yesterday was really appalling. How do you allow few tiny minority to get at the juggler of the state? Now, you couldn't tell us who are these unknown government, unknown pirates, unknown bandits that have held out in the juggler over this period. All this subsidy money, they are milking, they are rich. Who are they? They don't have names. Can't you name them so that we can go and deal with them and maybe force them to give us our money back? So when a government that is supposed to be confronting the problems start giving this, because that was what Buhari said initially. Oh, we have 50 Nigerians that have embezzled your money. If they cough out all this money, we, everything will be okay. <laughs> now, we didn't see the 50 Nigerians. We didn't say they coughing out money. We are more miserable. Now, this one comes again. It tells us this tiny minority again. So I will now ask Emeka, why is government existing? Why do security exist? So this tiny minority that have made our life miserable, must we allow them to continue? Have they disappeared suddenly? Mm. Because if they are not, I do not think that the reason that was given for removal of subsidy had been clearly answered. Right. I think somebody somewhere has been dictating to us and as an old man, I know who was doing this dictation. The IMF and the World Bank, that's what they keep on doing to us. That's how SAP was. By the time we finished with SAP, all the industries in Nigeria disappeared. Now we are on the march again. You are seeing where we are going now. You cannot be talking about revamping the economy when the citizenry themselves, okay, you say food. Does the government, federal government have where it stores food? It does. I just learned 10 days they didn't release this food that was supposed to be released last time. People now have to go and force. You know, I don't like myself sometimes when I play back what I say. As if if I'm becoming a prophet. (laughs) What is it that I have? I say, why do you keep this palliative? See what is happening in Yola. Now, as if we are going to have a playback of, of the what? answers again. Yes. Somebody is hiding this food. Wherever is this food is, can somebody bring it out now? Or do you want people to break into those places to collect them? Or, and then look at this gallivanting. Every month, one travel. Every month, one travel. And then you keep on asking, can't we change? Can't our leaders just stay in one place? Why don't you visit the states and see how things are? Why must you go to Cameroon? Well, don't we have enough? You see, that is my problem. You see, we are supposed to be in a state of emergency. We are supposed to be alert. But it doesn't seem as if we, 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 know appreci- that. we appreciate the, the, the situation we are in. You, you just increase the fuel from, 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 from 200 to 400 to 500. I'm even hearing now that they are debating. It may also go up. Yes. And then my car, for, of all the times to spoil, it's just recently, it's just spoiled. <laughs> and then I went to the mechanic. By the time the engineering alone, the price had gone up. 
So when you look at this thing and then you look, this worker that you want his welfare, won't he go to work? Won't he eat? These are the basics. So from what I am seeing, it's so sad that, you see, government is cavalier. You know, it's as if, oh, oh take time, I understand your pain, don't mind. I don't think this government is, is, is willing to okay. confront this situation. And then by confronting it, is living by example, I cannot see the attitude of the government now that indicates that it they are example. appreciating that we are in their circumstance. All right, um, Dr. Oyongo, uh, Professor Adoba mentioned of the first subsidy removal, but also the question is, in a system where systematic oppression is is long-lived, has been there for almost forever. What's the easiest way to deal with it? Strangle it, take it out, take it out of it till it dies naturally, or go for its juggler by shooting it dead? Now, some would say that the president's move to remove subsidy, especially given how long-standing it has been and how systematic it has been, is a faster and easier way to strangle it, take it out of it till it dies. But some people will say, hey, if you are going to do this, why don't you go for them? What if these people, again, um, you know, speaking um, hypothetically, what if these people are so powerful that going at them might be detrimental to everybody in general? Emeka, thank you for the question. And I, I just want to take a, a quick moment to say, for me, it's a huge privilege to sit side by side the erudite scholar from where I'm a pupil um, scholar also currently. And I want to say, Prof has laid the foundation to give a, a response to what you have asked. And as I listened to Professor Duba, I just could connect with the fact that there is this monumental austerity across the country. There's this um, extreme difficulty. It just was palpable in the rendition he gave as to where we are with regards to the student loans, the speech of the president. And the reality about um, systemic oppression, as you've described, and what to do with it. Um, I would like to say that um, it would be insincere to say that um, the, the responses of our leaders um, currently um, is within the confines of reasonability to solve the problem. I strongly believe that there is immense politics being played with the situation as it is. Because you can't explain as to why a government would have a buy-in in in a refinery for a private person, and uh, it has the same government would have an array of refineries needing just a minimum um, to address the refining of um, crude oil. You can't explain why the, the same system has allowed public tertiary education to arrive at the level of decay primary public education is and, and secondary public education is. Deliberately, there has been this design to get the public universities, the public um, colleges of education to where we would have them, like the LEAs where we currently wouldn't want to have awards attend. So, to answer frontally, would it be to suffocate the systemic decay? I think that would be a good step, but is the system ready for such a suffocation? Because you, you take out um, subsidy and you are subsidizing national legislation on a scale that is, um, in fact, severely reprehensible to the sensibilities of uh, Nigerians, as, as it were. 
so it is a it is a it is a clear paradoxical situation it is a clear um, i would say severe irony that here you are making nigerians go through untold hardship by the removal of subsidy, which I agree with that um, it has to go, but uh, the, the explanations are glaring at us in the eye. We still have a design of public expenditure that is not within the confines of uh, the affordability of the sacrifices Nigerians are making. And I think that there is a great need for, for some retros- introspection, some reflection, such that we don't um, continue to galvanize Nigerians to insurrection. Mm-hmm. The austerity is driving Nigerians somewhere. We've seen what it has cost in Adama. If you had a design um, where, where clearly there's been um, a subsidization of transportation, um, agriculture, healthcare, and most importantly, education. Uh, you won't find you won't find this um okay just come think of it there's an explanation that 75 billion will be put into 75 enterprises yes manufacturing how much has been put into legislation can I recall, can I recall? Exactly. at least just recently exactly billion. so if you if you put these two side by side what are the outputs of legislation in the national assembly and the output of um, uh, um the 75 enterprises so this is a clear expression of national misplacement of priority with the complacence of uh, the public because the kind of rates that ought to have greeted this obvious malgovernance it is is just but across um, party lines of um, uh, mr president is doing well nigerians should be should be patient and you could see the kind of um, um output in the in the screening of ministerial nominees yesterday mm-hmm. those are the output 70 70 billion would pay for um those I, are the outputs. I, I was going to ask professor duba um he, he made mention of the system one of the things that has caught a lot of attention like you said 75 billion for manufacturing industries. He also made mention of 200 billion for agriculture. He also made mention of the fact that students' loans, again, like I said before, what well, you know, the, the requirements might be looked at and all of that. From your assessments, is 75 billion enough to get us where we are, to where we think we can get to? Two, You've made mention of how one is sparring for so this speech was, but when you also look at some of the measures he said that the government will put in place, isn't it a quick fix measure? Again, many of these things are quick fix measures to help us deal with the economic hardship. Are these measures not enough to at least help us buffer? Or do you still hold the opinion that all of these things are made or cannot do? Like I said before, it's a new government. And if there's anything we can at least give them I also give them credit for we can extend to them is the opportunity to be different than their predecessor. So far, so good. Some would say that the government prior to now didn't need to speak to us. They've spoken to us. He has spoken to us and laid out in clear terms the things he wants to do. Do they not deserve to be given an opportunity to act differently than their predecessors did? You know, Ameka, I like the new role you are playing. And I will want to just tell you something now. Now, I did uh, economics up to up to A level, and I think I'm, I'm happy I passed it. Listen, when you have inflation, you say you are pumping in this money you are talking. Remember that as he was removing the subsidy, he was devaluing Naira. 
When you devalue Naira in proper economics, when you devalue, you are supposed to be a manufacturing, exporting country. So that when you devalue, you, your cost of your goods will be cheaper for you to export. But if you are like Nigeria, import dependent, we know the value. What are you happening? But the president has said he's going to give about one fifty billion to MSM. Yes. Oh, listen, when you give them now, because I don't think you really appreciate where where you are backing now. Listen, check. I had my child who was in Ukraine. I was paying, so that you don't have the know the impact of this devaluation now. Now. When you devalue and the cost of dollar goes up now, it was 400 and something. Now it's 800 and something. So when we're talking about a billion, I don't, my math is not good. When we're talking about a billion six months ago and a billion now, different. They are not they're different, completely Very different. True. So you see, you third world countries do not have capacity to control the demand of dollar. We only get dollar true sales of crude oil. And that is why I have been reading some intelligent people have now been suggesting, listen, you cannot allow Naira to float. There must be control somewhere. And I had the government saying that somewhere along the line, they have to put it. It can't be free for all because our economy is import dependent. And as my young fellow just put it now, now you are not even producing the bloody oil God has blessed you with. You are not even producing it. Because somebody said that even if you produced it, it was not going to sell at was so cheaper rate. So you stopped. So now, in the so-called cash cow of the country, in the oil industry now, we have five, four refineries that are simply not working. And now, I have it on authority that Dangote is going to come on stream in 2025, not even now. Because that is why you gave him license to import fuel. And I had asked here last time I came, I said, listen, no. what will induce me if I were Dangote? You have already given me a license to be sole importer or importer of petroleum. Why should I hurry up with completing my refinery? When my motivation is profit. Yeah. It's profit. And then what you see sometimes when you talk about work, work is not only about getting money. When you work, there is psychology that I am doing something. Assuming you are working in NMPC, shouldn't you be ashamed of yourself that for eight whole years, you are working, you are going on workshop, you are being promoted, and you have not produced one Bottle. You know, make us sometimes, you know, you young people, sometimes I'm amazed. So, 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 how can a government, I wish he had told you that, listen, hey, next six months, even this palliative, all this palliative, let us put it in these uh, refineries once and for all. So that at least people who are working there will know that every morning they, they deserve the salaries they are getting. Now, somebody is not working. And like my young friend, I said, are we getting our priorities right? Now, they are talking about increasing more ministries. You are talking about committees now. So politically, what, what signal are you sending? Look at the appointments. The appointment is like Buhari's appointment. 
reward for efforts. So when they go there, they will go there bloodheaded. You know, Mike will say, you know, without me, you couldn't have gotten rivers. Uh, Rufai will say, without me, you couldn't have gotten... So, there is this sense of entitlement. I am entitled to be here. So, it's not question of service. It's my enti- I worked for you. So, I, I'm claiming my benefit. And that is what is finishing us. Because, see, we put politics above every other thing. I, as uh, somebody who has been in this system for quite some I can tell you, our priorities are completely all wrong. Now you talk about, um, about um, do you know how poor we have become? Despite the fact that we have about 200 universities, do you know, of the 200 universities, about 100 or so are private universities. But do you know these private universities cannot take, they take less than 10%, 10%. So all the other 90% are back in the public universities because of the level of poverty. So somebody who says he's thinking clearly, shouldn't you even declare an emergency on education? Because this is weird. You can make significant improvement. Polytechnics are complaining. Universities are complaining because of lack of infrastructure there. So this quality manpower you are intending to, where do you get them if it's not in the university system? All right. And as things are now, the universities are just dying. When I look at this young man, he said he's my colleague. You know, I thank you because he looks a little bit fresher than uh, what we have <laughs> Yeah, because when, when, when you see the way academics are looking now, they are, they are, are living, disappearing race, you know, they are, they, uh, there is no hope and then you see the, yeah. the, the environment, you see the large classes they have to teach and somebody doesn't seem to appreciate that. Listen, without the human capital itself, you are not going to make any movement. Alright, uh, Dr. Yongo, let me come to you. Um, he has made mention of a number of things. One of them I want to draw your attention to is education. Um, a lot of people have said that in measuring a government's success, the human capital index is the is the most important. How much development have the people gotten, education and the rest of them? So far, so good. The government has rolled out palliatives, has rolled out plans to deal with the situation. From your assessments, are they plans good enough to help humans develop? You also, my second question is, universities have been, like you said, suffering for a long time. The argument that universities should be able to generate their own funds to be able to sustain themselves. I remember um, the VC of University of Jossa also mentioned in an interview prior some, some months ago that because of the huge debt the university has incurred over years, there was need to increase school fees to be able to you know, upset those debts. Can universities, as they are right now, can they be self-sustaining such that the government do not need to, I mean, not well invest because that's, that's their job, but can they be self-sustaining enough to do certain things for themselves in a way that ensures that the system gets better? Yeah. Uh, just to quickly say on a lighter note, I hope I don't give a response that looks so lush and um, well-fed. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, Prof, for the compliment. Um, uh, being around plateau, sometimes you you get um, free, uh, virtually cheap and affordable um, nutrition. So <laughs> probably that's why I'm surviving the severe austerity within the university. When you go through 
um, the past three years for university staff and you suffered the uh, carnage of IPPS. You suffer, for instance, last year, um, public universities were paid for just about four months, okay? In a whole year of 12 months, you pay scholars, uh, ivory tower personnel for just four months. Uh, you sure would expect that we should look like what we... Maybe I should, I should have even be. I probably ought to have been carrying a better uh, physique than this. So, um, the reality is to answer your question uh, frontally about um, government interventions with regards to human survival indices. You would find that the answers are glaring at us in the face. The trekking times have gone higher. The access to healthcare appalling. Access to education. Just yesterday, I was following a program of the student union government on your media station here. The personnel of the student union government came explaining that um, the university where we all work is also getting up to have rates hiked. So if you, if you marry policies of government and survival variables for citizens in the country, the answers are just staring at us in the face. Government has to do a whole lot more government is doing sincerely not so much across board and um, the reality is that wealth has to be created um, you find that private individuals in this country are doing a whole lot better than even the institution of state it calls to question the design of um, the republic uh, if you would have um, <laughs> the design of the republic of over 220 million persons and you have select private persons doing wonderfully more than the republic, then there are questions unanswered. And what really is this about? You find resources of states being tapped and stolen and not accounted for. You find that there is severe incompetence in the driving of the machinery of um, the apparatus of state. And these are the reasons. Uh, otherwise, why, how can you explain that you are sending 70 billion to a legislative arm and you're giving a paltry 75 billion for a manufacturing value chain? Is that reasonable? It is totally out of the confines of, um, I would say, um, a, Gen, a Gen Z reasoning. <laughs> for for what it ought to be with regards to manufacturing. And if you marry this with what our colleagues around the world are doing, eh, we are clearly um, exporting jobs and importing poverty because the 70 billion would be going to automobiles. Where to? Toyota. And where to? Uh, so Japan. the answers are staring at us in the face. We are exporting modest quality of life to manufacturing locations and we're importing the value of this mismanagement of the economy to these locations and it spirals across the board now you take for instance you would want to get value for particular deliverables of governance and you'd want to look through and you go importing when what you are looking for is staring at you in the face right behind you and these are the areas where you find huge wastages across the value chain of governance now if you marry this with the reality of um, answering the questions as to what it is for universities whether they are sustainable or not wow a, a huge indictment I wouldn't want to give. Um, for instance, uh, where I teach, 
particular restrooms were built with um, public funds, with um, very, very scarce funds, okay? Those restrooms have not been used for the past year. Why? They have been locked and unused. I dare say they should be checked. Uh, Reasons I cannot explain, okay? So, wastages are across. I wouldn't excuse any space. You go into particular locations, you would find spotting equipment littered even within administrative complexes. Okay? Now, some, some way we may give value to maybe some management within some public universities for not having the penchant to be like um, these our colleagues in public service. Um, luxurious automobiles, huge travel costs. Just like Prof stated, you have a traveling uh, leadership across board. They keep visiting us. They are a visiting uh, leadership. Okay? Now, it is not to say traveling it is, is out of scale, but when travels are the expense of the people, uh, sincerely, there has to be a call to question. And even the administrators within um, the every tours are also adopting so <laughs> this travel um, <laughs> methodology. Yes, so yes. across board, are universities sustainable? Sincerely, I would like to say that universities have the capacity to generate wealth. And universities have the inherent capacity to turn around this gory state. Are universities doing that? Um, how can you do that when there is a deliberate strangling of um, the capacity to breathe. Uh, So maybe when the president said, let the poor breathe, he probably was referring to maybe a change in his reasoning or the reasoning of the establishment he leads because there's been a stifling, a strangling of the design of um, operations within the universities. There have been agreements upon agreements with unions within the universities to get basic infrastructure set. You need particular... Okay, for instance, I teach um, some form of... Okay, I teach human anatomy. And I've had to ask my students particularly to give me a review of uh, microscopy design within public universities in Nigeria. I can put it on record that... There is little to no electron microscope in any of the public universities. Wow. Okay? Now, how do you teach uh, microscopy across... <laughs> across without the microscope. Without uh, the expanse of mm. um, this kind of resource. Now, procurement is one of the very dear locations of monumental fraud. Within universities, you hear of microscopes bought at prices that can buy jets. Uh, just um, figuratively. Yes. So the fraud, even within the ivory towers, is alarming. So um, I am speaking um, this sincerely so that um, we lay it bare that there is a need for Nigerians to go through severe self-reflection that we are part of the problems to the great remedy of um, tragedy we we greatly seek. So if Nigerians need this turnaround, we must learn to be where we ought to be, when we ought to be there. We must learn to adopt the values of patriotism that will help drive the kind of republic we all desire. Because um, essentially, these leaders are products of the very communities 
we are in fact questioning. All right, I want us to play pretend right now. Let's play pretend, let's play imagination. Now, the government, federal government, has said out of the subsidy removal, they've been able to save a trillion naira. <laughs> That's, That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So let's let's play pretend. Let's act Sorry, like... Sorry, a lot of naira. A lot of... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like, let's play pretend, let's play... Oh, we didn't hear that, but we heard it. So let's talk about that one trillion naira that they've been able to save. What are what apart from the fact that the whole seventy five billion, seventy billion, they're also saying they're going to be giving fifty thousand naira each to also uh, nano um some, nano, uh, micro, micro micro businesses. Micro businesses and all of this money. I don't know if it's from the one trillion they are sharing this money from, but let's let's pretend that that is where they are sharing the money from. And let's put ourselves in the shoes of the president. Mm. Let's say you're president um Yango and you're president of Duba. What would you do with that one trillion naira? Well, let me start. You see, my problem has always been that uh, because of the entitlement mentality mm. our leaders have, we have that problem of putting our priorities right. Let me start first of all now. The two basic things that are worrying us for now. One, Food. Two, security. So one would have expected, like we are now playing, to say, listen, I am going to create state police, community police. I think these header farmer clashes must be put to an end so that we can get our food. I think security is... They should channel that... uh a one lot. trillion to yeah, security. See, yeah, I'm not telling you, not only all the trillions you are going to put there, yeah, I'm yes. not telling mm. you my scale of priority. Mm. Because all these things you are talking about, about um, industries, about this, if the Southeast is grounded because of the unknown government, so even if this money you are going to give to them, what happened to Uncle Boroas? Is it not that after giving the farmers the money, when they have finished farming, when it comes to harvest time, Others will come, and then there will be no 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 returns. Mm. Sometimes the rain will fall too much, and they will have problem. Yeah. So what one is this? Is can we identify? And that's why I said security one. Now this food, you see, my advantage is simply that I have been in the system for a long time. See, these students we are talking about. Listen. I was a student when we were choosing whether to take bread, coffee, um, cake, and the sandwiches. I wish we, and I wish we could go back to those times. So when we are talking about mm. the quality of the student, because I said the maker was talking, oh, can the universities, universities can never, and the way they're operating, can never sustain. You must make up your mind whether you want a university, whether citizens are entitled to, to education as of right or a privilege. Mm. The way we are going and then you must also appreciate the value of education. That when people are educated, they cause you less problem. For instance now, why I have been so agitated is that, you know I live on the campus and I live very close to very poor neighborhoods. And when you have breakdown of law and order, they cannot go to Abuja, they dare not go to Abuja. They will not also go to Refield, neither will they go to Millionaire's Quarters. But I can show you, those of us in Bauchi Road, we will be, will be smoked alive, okay, when there is breakdown of law and order. So for my own enlightened self-interest, I think that 
the poor segment of the society yeah. must be educated. Now, if you look at the number of out-of-school children, so I must pour money into education because this is what is capable of changing the lifestyles of people. Now, as he was talking about the university system, put a satellite on the university system too. Do you know that this, the previous government, this is a continuation anyway, that was talking about corruption, corruption, corruption. Do you know it was the union that was forcing it? Listen, in the university system, there's what they call visitation panel. That is, after five years, you go and audit the university. Go and look. Those monies we gave you, what did you do with them? Yeah. Because, like he said, our vice chancellors have turned into governors. Yes. So, so, so you see them with flashy cars, jeep. They have uh, pilot cars following them, and then you have a department, the whole faculty does not even have a functioning vehicle. <laughs> so, when you look at the the malaise you are experiencing at the federal level, it trickles down. So, and what another thing is. Listen, when you put money, you empower the citizens to have the capacity to speak up, challenge. You see, you see, like we are talking now. I feel so happy, privileged that I have opportunity to express myself. But people should. Education is the bedrock of development. If people, and that's why I'm so scared, especially about the northern part of the country, because they are not paying sufficient attention to education. And when you don't, it's conflagration. Look at what happened in Yola now. Yeah. There is no number of soldiers you can bring that can win when people don't bust like that. Sure. So yeah. that is why I'm telling that this large sum of money, trillions, he seems to be because they said he's a former accountant. So he. <laughs> We have gotten trillions, yes. and then we didn't know who stole our money. He, could, he, could know where this, he couldn't find out who stole the money, where they kept the money. Right, we have, to, we have to open the phone, phone yeah. lines right now. For suddenly, he could find out that how much was stolen. Mm. Uh, the phone lines are open 055 Hello, good morning. Good morning, my presenters. Good morning. Welcome to Let's Talk. Your name and where you're calling us from. Good morning. Talaki from Bukulakos. My prof. Good morning. I appreciate you. God bless you. Good morning. Thank you so much. You see, this country will not get you trying to to get the right people there. In as much you see how people who have corrupt minds, they will not get you trouble. They will keep on getting trouble. Let me tell you, if I listen, when I listened to the speech yesterday, I was sad. I'll just complain, Mama, that where these people have underrated our patients. They are taking our patients so granted, for granted. Let me explain to you what I mean by that. What I'm saying is that these people have not been very sincere to us, our government. You say you're going to give palliative. Why not give palliative before you now remove the subsidies? I mean, you, how can you just lay the card before the horse? Are you, you want people to die? Before you now start explaining the collective, you say you're going to give a social amount of money for small scale and middle scale industries or for people that are going to call it the forest or whatever you call them. Meanwhile, you are removing the subsidies. You have not even made any provision to even to, to, to refer to the or to make any skill that are giving access to those who they are going to do they are going to be referred as social out. And you are removing the subsidies. I mean, what I'm trying to say is that. There's no sincerity. They're just cajoling us. The best thing you can do now is to go ahead and go and, and have the peaceful protest because they're not killing us for the business. Mm. If they're killing us, the God the government would have said yesterday was okay, based on the condition, we suspend the subsidy. 
and we now lay up this process of the palliative. I think that people now understand that they have something reasonable. All right, thank you, you so much. You can imagine a we are going to lay almost 70 uh, billion to have to assembly members. I are doing 25 billion for industry. Does that make any sense that that government is serious? All right, thank you so much. I have to take more I calls this more... morning. Sorry, forgive us. Hello, good morning. Hello, Hello good, morning. good morning. Good morning. Where are you calling us from? You have 30 yes, seconds. My name, my, my name is Haji Shine. I'm calling from over to... All right, please, 30 seconds, your, your contribution. You see, this, this country is a failed system. Our government are busy building hotels and prisons. In the sense that the educational system is very poor. Hmm. I really appreciate the prof in the house. But these people will not lay, they will not listen because their children, they are not schooling in this country. How many of your children are university for this country? Who would they? Now, who they suffer? Um, their children, they are abroad. Who would they, they suffer? So, right. we are prepared to protest. Who? Right. They should do the needful. If right. not so, right. they will you. see the anger. Thank you so yes. much for calling. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, sir. Comrade Mazi Patrick Okoro Okora, voice by name. Comrade, welcome. Good morning, sir. Good morning, sir. Good morning, What Nigeria is facing today is this. If you go to our polytechnic, College of Education, universities, all these directors, writers, these are purely based on political point. That is why you see politics, politics. All 80% of courses still run in Nigeria universities. They are not accredited. And we have lecturers. We have teams of studies. We have and you guys go to graduate students who cannot go for you study. Does it make sense? The country like ours, we sit down and we that we just turn our university, not only polytechnic, not only university, into garbage in garbage commotion and confusion. The area of things are like what they brought they said. Unless the busy panel continue their job after five the busy investors and assess what is going on. Failure to do that, we are still garbage in the garbage. Look, right. education is the key. If we miss it, we are miss it forever. Thank you, good thank morning. you, thank Mark you so much, Mazi, for calling. Last call this morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Your name and where you're calling us from. Your last caller on the show. I'm calling from Ah, uh, Welcome, Chukudi. Yes, um, on the speech of the president yesterday, you guys have not him. Me too. I have not him for. I have not the person the right that, that particular speech But I, uh, well, are, you, are you? Are you? Don't you think that's just the president's thoughts and feelings at the moment? Sorry, please call again. I said, don't you feel those are the president's thoughts and feelings in the moment? One day, I do not feel anything. The only thing I can feel now is that let him, bring, let him announce the, 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 the subsidy back. Like, like, are we, is everybody going to die? He doesn't want everyone to die before. What do you think he's speaking for us? It's not what the masses are looking for. That is not what you're talking about. If you, I was expecting the president to tell us that he's going to release cost of governance under the federal government, under, under the president. I was also expecting him that the 70 billion naira is budgeted for the uh, for the lawmakers. Is that actually going to revise it again? Because the suffering in the streets is very, it, 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 nothing to compare with the suffering in the uh, in, in Asso Rock, mm. in, in the National Assembly, the Congress of National Assembly. So why should the poor continue to beating? According to them, they are making mockery of this of this country. And today, even the poor, the poor of the poor today now cannot be able to get the children to school because of the institutional fee. And again, which country has run with education? Uh, in fact, if NAC, if NAC is going to disappoint us, we'll not call, call on that, that, this particular fight and the president tomorrow. In fact, I, I, I'll be so disappointed to them because, in fact, let me even tell you, the social media group, the hike in the, the, the social media, the, 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 the increase in the tariff, which is not even enough. There's so many people to go to protest. Many people that we are co-owners of this country. Right, it's not that it is a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. 
Thank you so much for calling. Unfortunately, we can't take any more calls. The Nigerians are on the edge, and it's um, quite understandable. We'll go to social media now to take some of your comments. We'll move over to Facebook this morning. Um, Ishako Mompi saying, Good morning, let's talk. I can tell you for free this country, if we don't wake up to take this leaders, nothing will change. On University of Just let the management also consider us in whatever they do because most of them had free education, so we should also breathe again. And Kucho Muchos. Uh, we are talking about job creation and our state government has not even rolled out any palliative measures. Rather, they are sacking newly employed workers. Please let us talk about the role of state government, please. As we are talking, in Plato state government are not even paying workers. How won't the streets be empty? And Izangatsi saying, good morning, let's talk. Seriously, our leaders do not value our education system simply because your children are studying outside the country. Almost a month now when TUC and JNC suspended the strike here on the plateau, but the school is yet to call us Plapoli. What's going on, please? And finally, Comrade Dawes, long as Dawes is saying, no wonder our national anthem ended up ends with, so help me God, because it's only God that can save a common man in Nigeria. We're passing through a lot in this country. Inside, instead of looking for solutions, our leaders are adding to the problems. As a matter of urgency, do something on the economy and insecurity in the state. Am I allowed to take one yeah, more? One more, one more. All right. And Kevis Lewis then Shaq is saying, talk is cheap, they say. Is it when the hardship has finished the Nigerians before such promises will be implemented? or what if Jagaban really meant what he said this time the time is now Nigerians are not asking for too much the federal government should do the needful with regards to palliative for citizens in terms of subsidy on food education health and also improved welfare package for workers should be done with immediate effect uh, we can't take any more of your comments there's a whole lot here um, this one I saw that's quite interesting just for the sake of modern matrices APC Buhari promised heaven on earth but delivered zero performance in eight years Tinubu government is not new is a continuation of Buhari government propaganda falsehood and manipulation are the foundation of abc party nigeria will suffer more because palliatives cannot replace functional refineries dangota refinery is a national conspiracy against us by apc buhari's government when old retired men rule nigeria we must expect decayed economy APC Buhari Kid Education by Incompetent Policy. Tinubu has continued same. Ah, unfortunately, we can't take any more. Your final comments in 30 seconds, Dr. Yangu and Professor Duba. Well, um, just say if I had a trillion as president of Nigeria, I would make sure we get back to education. We get the value chain of the health sector working again. Would make, I would make sure that we produce all the IV canule we need the heavy fluids we need, the medications we need to get the ill in this country. Um, well, again, I would make sure we produce those in Nigeria. I would make sure that mining is is with the requisite investments. Agriculture gets immense subsidy from that trillion. And I would make sure that technologically our youths are able to produce and export. There is immense innovation in the country and we can get huge wealth from that. And most importantly, sincerely, um, I would make sure that we are safe and I would make sure that um, there is um, the right um, investment for the creative space. And most importantly, we all would need to get back to working again like Mr. President <laughs> said yesterday. <laughs> Professor Duba, 30 seconds, yeah. please. Mine, I will just say that one good thing I have seen with this government is that they are listening. 
at least when people shouted about the student loan, the conditions and the rest of them, they listened. And then when people shouted, at least the president came and gave us explanation. I don't know whether his explanation has uh, acted as a bomb or has infuriated us the more. But I think what I can see is simply that citizens, we have to roll up our sleeves. Uh-huh. This government is serious in degrading our rights. We must start to fight. There is no question of anybody taking side with anybody. This fight is fight for survival. The Nigerian elite is willing to milk the last blood from the masses. Right. So if you are a mass, you better arise. Thank you so much, you sir. better rise up now. All this ethnic and religious clannishness, if you don't speak up, this government will swallow all of us. All right, sir. So shout. Thank you. Shout. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Here's Roger the Courses on today's episode of Let's Talk on G1.1.9 FM. Thank you for keeping your dialogues. The news comes up by 10. For me, start up trouble and spread love. Abigail? Stay safe. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.